This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Dork Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dork Podcast. Ryan Davis. The Dork Podcast. Hashtag. the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another spooky edition of the Hashtag Dork Podcast. My name is Rich Keith. Joined, as always, by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rick Rude Bond Dick, dude. He, of course, is... It's Ryan. It's Ryan. It's my Ryan! My Ryan! All here, the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davy. Davy, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? You look fantastic tonight. So do you, Ryan. I would like to say that we have uh if you're just listening to the audio portion of this, you are missing out, folks. Go check you're out missing YouTube. out. Davy and I are both dressed to the hilt because we're re- recording this on a, on Halloween. Uh I am course. Actually, we're both, I think you should leave themed. Yes. Uh Davy. One of the great ones of all time, by the way. Actually, I think yes. both of these sketches are right up there uh, at the top. But tell us a little bit about yourself here, Ryan. What do you got so going on? I, what I got going on right now is the guy at the hat store told yep. me that I was the only person he's ever seen pull this off. <laughs> and so I I'm figured I would get it. It's a great Halloween costume. But yeah. yeah. Well, I need to grease these wheels. Well, I'm not. The guy said I'm not supposed to get grease on it. I don't need to grease this hat that much. I, of course, am just looking for the guy who did this. Right. Uh, you know, we're we're here talking about Pornhub and you porn, X Tube, Simpson stuff. We know these names better than our own grandparents' names. Hey, Rich, want to know what makes the costume though? What's that? Don't fucking touch them. <laughs> Quit <laughs> fucking with them. Quit fucking with them. That's what it is. Quit fucking with them. Quit fucking with him. Oh, that's great. It's gonna roll the I'm dice sure there a little already, bit. I'm sure there already are these, but uh, like I think you should leave parties is probably where it's at because there's so many dude, so many good. You could do stable stars, and then you could have him coming in with his own with his whole crew. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Wild. <laughs> he can't hit. Wait, oh, no, he can. He can. He, he can hit. He, he can hit. There would be a lot of people, and it's it, the best part about going to. I think you should leave costume party is the simplicity of like of most of them. Yeah, put a fucking button on a shirt. You get a TC Tugger right there. Tugger. It's not a joke. It's not ironic. Like the snug, you don't wear it on a pub crawl. That was. <laughs> remember, we had a guy that bought a TC Tugger. Remember, he was like, "I'm gonna buy one," and then he got it, and it was just like a hunk of shit in the mail. Oh yeah, it was just literally like a pop socket that someone had put on a yeah. shirt. Pretty good. Yeah. How was your Halloween? I was good. It was it was uneventful, which means it's good. So like there was no tears, which is which is great. Oh, that's a win. The the girls got equal amounts of candy, like an obscene amount of candy, though. Like yeah, th- when much. someone says like, oh, take as much as you want, like my kids don't fuck around. They're like, yeah, I was doing that by the end of the night because so we went out and it was great, and then we came back and 
we're like nobody was out this year like it was just like pretty dead for the first hour then the second hour we got more kids but like we had so much candy so when they would come i'm like grab as much as you want yep. and it's funny to see which kids do what some grab like one handful and they're like thank you others do like two fists and they're like you said whatever i'm like i did <laughs> it's all you pal like, yeah have that it whatever whatever you want i yeah. did see uh, uh via your wife's instagram what you yes. guys wore and let me mm -hmm. tell you that is a scary family outfit. Tell the people what it was. So we, my wife is very much, Halloween is her favorite um, holiday. Holiday. Yeah, sorry. I couldn't think of the word for a second. Had a little bit of a brain fart. Day of and, the and so her thing is like, I want to do, um, in the grand scheme of things, the shelf life of this is so short. She's like, I want to do family costumes as long as we can. And it's like her thing. Yeah, good right? point. Yeah. So one year we were with the Adams family. Um, mm. one year, I mean, we did a bunch of different shit, but this year we did, uh, nightmare before Christmas characters. It's great. I was the mayor. Scary. I had the mask, like I had the, but yeah. I had the mask and like, you like turn it around like the guy does in the movie. And she, they were the two, my wife and my younger daughter were like the oogie boogie kids. And That's then awesome. Quinn, my older daughter was the, was Sally. Yeah. So it was it's nice. Great. It was super good. Yep. So we, uh, we have some, we have some in the works already for next year. That we awesome. already about, so. We'll see what we, happens next. We did more of a hodgepodge. My wife was a witch. I was a hot dog. And my three-year-old wanted to be a green dinosaur. Last year, she wanted to be a pink dinosaur, and she was, and it was great. This year, she was a green dinosaur, and it was great. And then our uh, our little baby went as a black cat. She stayed home. Um, but when we were trick-or-treating, got a ton of stuff. It was great. I think it might be my daughter, or my three-year-old's favorite holiday as well she gets so fired up to go door to door and trick-or-treat like last year as a two-year-old you would have thought she did it for like 20 years in a row she was just like grabs the bucket or the with a bag or whatever goes right up to the door knocks says trick-or-treat thank you and it's like loves it like loves it more than christmas i think Crazy. Well, there you go yeah you're gonna have fun for years then anyway it was it was a great night it was a great time had by all hopefully everybody had a yeah. nice halloween as well right as it is of course the end of the spooky season sure is and we're also one day away from no nut november that's right does anybody do that that sounds no, wild. no one does that you don't do that's wild no don't do that so much, be so much nut do kidding me get out there sow your seeds <laughs> there's gonna be piles of nut everywhere like oh my that god gum, then. it might be... <laughs> it... <laughs> i promise you folks it's gonna be the opposite yeah. Oops, sorry. Any oh. of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick? What if we did on our, like like big nut November? Should that oh, that's here? all I do. Yeah. So it's nice. It's nice for me that it's like there's yeah. I've finally kept, a month I've kept here. Bed Bath and Beyond in business on my own, just in right. towels, just buying towels. I was gonna say, and I eat like too much celery as it is. Right. And so it's large loads right. so anyway. beach towel. it's not like some people use kleenex i have to use like a beach towel Beach towel. that's disgusting ryan and i'm going to edit that from the podcast because okay, i'm sorry We're working blue tonight it's crass just because it's halloween doesn't mean you can get a little loosey-goosey right well we have a lot to get to ryan today like we do every night sure do. and let's start with the news Did you happen to see Tales of the Jedi on Disney Plus? Not yet. I've there's been too much stuff to watch for me oh, recently. I heard it's great. 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's no doubt. Um, it was, I think, six episodes, and they're all real short, like they, as as advertised, they're animated shorts. And if you are a fan of Clone Wars at all or Rebels at all, and also just sort of like learning a little bit more about some of these characters, it's specifically about Count Dooku and Ahsoka Tano. I loved it. Like, I yeah. thought it was great. The first episode, which is about Ahsoka Tano, who might be my favorite character in Star Wars, is not, it's like fine. And then the next five are awesome. So, like, I highly recommend it. It could potentially even be a standalone dork at some point. It's worth talking about. It just sort of adds to the story. It's like, it's like taking, like, you know, when there's like a series of movies and then they write like comic books that are all canon, like for right. the characters or whatever. It's kind of, it's kind of the same idea as that. But, I liked it. It adds more to Count Dooku. And again, there's so much shit. And I haven't even caught up on Andor, but I'm hearing the same thing about Andor. It's like between Clone Wars, Andor, and Tales of the Jedi, it's like making up for the pile of shit that was the prequels for the Star Wars. Like all of these things are so interesting. And then I'm telling you, just trash. there's there's no, I love, I really like Andor. I, mm. I, I know I might be in the minority with that. I don't think I am, but I really like it. No, I'm hearing a lot of great stuff about it so far. I like I'm 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 waiting to binge it because I know once it's done, we will do a standalone for sure yeah. on it. And so I watched the first three episodes, thought it was kind of boring, but I also did think the third episode was better than the first two. And then by all accounts, it's like just better and better, right? It gets better. Yeah, it does. And it gets like deeper and deeper into like that story and like who that character is as a person. So it's yeah. it's and the stuff, what's more interesting, too, is, like, the stuff that's going on in the background while that's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, he, by the way, did you just hear one of the dice just fall? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, thought, I didn't know if that was uh, your guy, uh, Ogie Oglethorpe, coming back no, in. No, no, that, that was the dice fell. So, it's it's <laughs> everything that went on to make the, that rebellion happen. Like, yeah. the stuff that had to happen. Like, it, it's really, really interesting. Did you see, so, someone... I guess Colin Trevorrow, the guy who's supposed to direct The Last Jedi, and he was going to call it The Duel of the Fates. Like, some someone got a hold of his script and, like, animated it, like, what it was supposed to be. And it's it, these, like, Australian guys, and it was kind of funny, but, like, they went through the whole script and what it was supposed to be. Is that the guy that did Jurassic World? Yes. he yeah. Remember, he was originally supposed to direct The Last the Last Jedi, and he, he called, his script was called The Duel of the Fates, and then he got, like, and then J.J. Oh Abrams came on and, like, took over the whole thing. That would have been amazing. Oh, his script is fucking awesome. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So, like, I don't understand why they just didn't go with that, but whatever. Yeah. Apparently, there is going to be a vision series. And I honestly thought this was a uh onion article, or like the, you know, like you know how there's discussing film and then there's disbussing film. The yes, which got me fuckers got me. It got you and it got crash. Yep. Um, but apparently there's going to legit be a vision series and it's going to be called vision quest. And the reason why I laughed out loud is because two of my college roommates and, uh, two of my good buds were both high school wrestlers and they both were obsessed with the movie vision quest, <laughs> which is like, I think of like people of our age who were wrestlers back in high school. This was like required viewing for them. It was the only movie they had. Like this was right. before like Fox catcher and shit. So it was like vision quest. My buddy Ike would always be like, well, let's watch Vision Quest. I'm like, I don't want to watch fucking Vision Quest at all. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. I've seen it. Don't need to see it again. But anyway, apparently they can just take the name. Like, that's, I feel like that, you can't do that. Maybe it's public domain at this point. Who knows? 
on a scale of one to six, six mm-hmm. being, oh my God, I can't wait. I hope it comes out tonight. One being, I probably won't even watch it. Where do you stand on Vision Quest? I, I put it at a four just because I'm going to wind up watching it anyway. But also, it. like, my interest could wax or wane depending on who's attached to this, like who's running this. Yeah, good point. I mean, obviously, they're getting Paul Bettany back as Vision, and apparently, uh, you're going to get uh, Scarlet Witch is going to make an appearance. They're like, oh, maybe Scarlet Witch. I'm like, if Scarlet Witch isn't in this, like, what are we even doing? Right. But so is it like the White Vision trying to like get back to normal, get his memories back? I think, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, it's it's MCU Disney Plus. I'm going to watch. Maybe it. he does a bunch of ayahuasca and some peyote, and that's how he does it. Oh, that'd be great. If he nice wants to go on a real vision quest, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, a show on Hulu. Steve Carell, we had mentioned it on the podcast. It was called The Patient. It just came to an end. You liked it more than I did. You gave it a four and a half. I gave it a three and a half out of six. To me, really intriguing early on. We mentioned one of our theories for the show, which did not come true, by the way. No. I feel like that would have been far more interesting than what they ended up doing with the show, though. Well, so for me, I, I thought so it's 10 episodes, right? I thought that like yeah. you, the first three were very intriguing. Yeah. And then episodes four through eight were like, come on, like Boring. let's go. And then they kind of brought it back. Like they kind of I feel like they that the way it ended was the only way it was going to end ever. Yeah. And I think that added to it a little bit for me. So that's why I gave it a little bit of a bump. The Steve Carell son storyline, I feel like you didn't need, and you could have shortened it like several episodes. You could have shortened it, but like, like you said, once that started to unpack a little bit, like, yeah. but I mean, without spoiling it, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't really talk about it without spoiling it, but um, yeah. yeah, you really didn't need that. I, I just thought it was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. It's well acted. I can see why people may have liked it, but I just feel like by the end, you're like, all ah, right, like. I, to me, it was it was borderline again three and a half, not a complete waste of time for me. But it was like, would I recommend this to somebody knowing how it ends? Like, would I be like ten hours or not ten hours? Actually, it was a lot shorter than that. It was shorter episodes, but like ten episodes. Would you tell somebody to sit through it? Probably not. But after the first two or three, I made it my pick of the pod. It's like, so yeah. that's that's the rub. Oh, yeah, tricky, 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 tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, another show that is out on Netflix right now, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. So it is eight short films. They're all like an hour or somewhere, a little bit less. Eight different directors. And it's funny, the directors are pretty cool. Like some of them have done like one or two. Like the like the director of Mandy did one. The director of The Duke did one. The director of... Uh, I was looking at this earlier. I forget they, a, a bunch of like, you know, kind of new and then some a little bit more veteran act. Oh, actually the woman who did uh, 13 and Lords of Dogtown, she did one of these mm-hmm. and Guillermo del Toro wrote two of them. And then he kind of presents it. And it's, so it's almost like Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypt type shit where he like talks about it for like 30 seconds. And then here comes the movie. Eight episodes in total. I have started the seventh. So I'm almost done. Okay. Where I watched two. And the best is like, okay. I, I watched, I watched the first night. I watched the first one with the storage unit. Yeah. Solid. That one was yep. good. And then I was skipping around a little bit and I watched the one with, um, Kate McCucci and the, 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 the lotion one with, uh, Martin oh, Starr. Martin Starr. Yeah. The casts are weird in this. It's like randos that are in there. Like Martin Starr's in one, Eric Andre's in one, um, 
The dude who played Jigsaw in the Punisher series is in one. Crispin Glover's in that same one. So I've been watching him in order. And the lotion one was fucking weird. The lotion one felt like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Like big time, like a Black Mirror episode. So the first one, and it has that one actor that you recognize. He played Looking Glass in the Watchmen series. And he was he was Buster Scraggs or Scruggs and Buster the, Scruggs, yeah. His name's uh, and he was in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. His name's Timothy. I forget the guy's name, but he you know he's him. character actor, little guy. Yeah, he's a three namer. So to me, and not to poo-poo the series for you, I think that first one might be the best one so far. That's a that's a awesome one. It was pretty but, good. So, but Guillermo del Toro wrote that one, and he also wrote the last one. So I'm excited for the last one. The seventh one is interesting. But I'm like halfway through it, and I'm like, all right, you need to get somewhere. You need to, yeah. you need to kind of get to it. Tim Blake Nelson. That's it. That's, that's it. it. So that's one of those. I'm curious. Let us know if you guys are watching the show. Let us know at Dork Podcast on Twitter or email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. I haven't heard anybody talking about it. I love the idea. I think they're decent, but I can't at this point tell you to like, oh, you have to see these. Like, I would recommend the first one. It's called mm-hmm. Lot 36. Watch that first one. Um, <laughs> the other ones have all been like, mm. oh, the kid who plays, uh, what's his name in from Harry Potter is in it. The, what's his name? Rupert. What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ron Weasley. It's uh, Ron Rupert. Weasley is is in one of these episodes. Rupert Grint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. a weird kind of like cast. Uh, Liam Helmsworth has been uh, called on to replace Henry Cavill in season four of The Witcher. Now, this is a show my dad loves. He loves The Witcher. I couldn't get through the first season. I was like three episodes in. I'm like, this is confusing and boring. Well, it's it's very it's very much Game of Thronesian in that there's a lot of people who get introduced and there's a mm-hmm. lot of shit that happens that you have to get backstory on. Yeah. And I couldn't myself get past Henry Cavill's voice in this like yeah and it talks like this you know like yeah um with a much sexier accent but um it's handsome i mean this is no big loss i mean i feel like liam hemsworth is going to be fine with this i mean he's he he has the genetics to get absolutely yeah. huge for yeah. this show oh yeah he's gonna get real um big. and the good news is is that cavill then parlays that information and, and he's doing superman again yeah. and he's doing uh the guy Ritchie movie he did man from uncle so they're yeah. doing a like a sequel to that so mm. he's fine mm-hmm. henry's not going anywhere so no no he, henry uh, yeah it's freezing up for other stuff it is weird for people who like the show though just to all of a sudden see a different actor like because he's the main actor. Like in Game of Thrones, they swapped out Dario Naharis's. In you know the MCU, they swapped out War Machines. They swapped out the Hulk. But like, this is the main guy. So I'm curious how people are gonna take this. Like, yeah, he's fine, but it's sort of jarring. Like, hey, it's it a is new guy playing a new character. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, like you said, I don't think anybody really. There's those hardcore fans who are all about this, but I don't think like the casual fan will give a shit. Ooh, yeah. Henry Cavill, according to uh, the chat here, rumored to be in House of the Dragon. I mean, swapping out a white wig for another, you know, uh-huh. if he's going to be a Targaryen. So uh, there, I did hear something that, like, they wanted to do something like eight with Aegon the Conqueror and showing, like, like kind of like flashback with that, and he would be Aegon the Conqueror. Oh, like the OG Aegon. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, nice. that would be pretty dope. 
I'm just excited. So you know, like the James Gunn news at DC was news to us, but not anyone else. Like I'm sure that everybody yeah. who was involved in future projects knew that was coming. So like maybe James Gunn and Henry Cavill had a discussion and it was like, this is where I see this going. Yeah. You know, yeah. and did you see did you see James Gunn put out something today? It was like a happy Halloween tweet, and it was a picture of Dead Man. Oh my god. You know, he, that would be bonkers if he did we a dead, man, dead thing. man we need uh justice league dark we need in the in the dceu we need more swamp thing we need more constantine lobo lobo dead man zatanna we need all of them and a lot of them that's right all right very good let's get to this it's time for davy's video game minute even if it takes more than a minute. All right, sir, what do you have? So I'll make this quick. I mean, because we, we got a lot. We got I have a we lot did. to talk about today. So it's a double in, feature. <coughs> a creature double feature. <laughs> My mother-in-law says that whenever she goes to like she talks about Walmarts in New Hampshire. She goes, Oh, creature double feature. Every time there's like weirdos in New Hampshire Walmarts. Anyway. <laughs> Oh. Um, so in art, video games imitating life, six players and one coach have been banned from the NBA 2K League this year. You know why? Why? Gambling. Gambling, Gambling. on the sport. Look at on that. E-gaming. E-game. Well, basketball specifically. So like, look at that. Been- you know, Tim Donaghy all over again. Shaving points. Shaving over points. Like oh, that. yeah. Throwing games. Like there's a lot, so they're banned. I don't like that at all. Okay, I don't like that, right? But isn't it isn't it ironic? Don't you think it is? Yes, that the sport Atlantis. game that's going to do that is uh is back mm-hmm. the basketball. Mm-hmm. And again, I have never seen. Speaking of Tim Donaghy, is there a professional sport where the referees have more control over the game than basketball? <sighs> like I'm just thinking, like probably not. Although yeah. I guess, like I guess, if you were a home plate umpire. And you gave every single borderline call to one pitcher, well, one way, and then the other the other way. I guess you could. It might end up being more obvious, but right, baseball would be pretty, pretty interesting. Baseball would be interesting, but I feel like basketball, like the referee, could in in every way facet of the game take over the game. Oh yeah, you call two to three cheap fouls on the best player. The coach is forced to take him out of the game for yeah, a yeah. while, and then yeah, of course. So there's that. And uh, so we didn't talk about this last week, but the new Modern Warfare 2 yeah. just dropped. I got to tell you, man, like, did you, I was reading something. If you bought the hard copy of it, right? Did you read this? No. If you bought the hard copy of Modern Warfare, there's only 72 megabytes of data on the disc. There's nothing on it. It's just <laughs> like you, it's basically just like a, the thing that leads you to downloading hundreds gigs of shit. Like there's nothing on it. Here it is. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Like, I don't understand like how that's, I don't know, like how you, how you're able to do that and like get away with it. Skins are expensive, like middling reviews on this whole thing. Like I just don't, for me, it's just like this repackage bullshit. I feel like call of duty recently is just basically like the first person shooter Madden. Like they just, yeah shine it up real nice and just try to make it look better and i don't know the story mode sucks i'm reading so no. I, there's no real benefit for me of getting this i, I can play overwatch for free right like i don't need to do any of this shit so i mean i don't know I, if you're into call of duty i mean if that's your thing that's fine i just i don't have really any time for this anymore 
Well, you it's know? Kyler Murray's thing, and if, they started this a long time ago. On like, there was like a Reddit page that kicked this off, and every time there's a new release of Call of Duty, Kyler Murray loses the following week. Which he and did. It happened, it happened again this week. Like yep. he's over whatever with like new releases of Call of it's Duty. Gonna be over three or over four. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, so I just read just before getting on here, I was on Twitter and EA has just signed a deal with Marvel games and they're going to a three game deal with EA. So if it's the, it depends on what company it is. If it's respawn that made, um, um, I think it's respawn who made like, um, the latest star Wars game. Oh, okay. I don't so know I think it's them or not fallen order like that. Right. So if it's them, I'd be into it, but they said one of the games is an Iron Man game. That'd be good. So that'd be good. But it's EA, so I'm always like, ugh. What you know, other Marvel characters would you want a game for? Well, oh. I can't wait. So I, I've seen just one trailer for the Wolverine game. Yeah. Oh, right. I remember that. that. Uh, Insomniacs make it. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, and then, that. you know, a Deadpool, I, I, like a remake of the Deadpool. Remember the Deadpool games that they did a while ago? Yeah. Those were good. Yeah. I would love to do a little of that again. Um, yeah, Wolverine, just, Deadpool. I'm thinking like open world games. I don't know. What Maybe about, if they do like an uh, X Men game or something, that'd be fun. What about a Silver Surfer game? I've played two Silver Surfer games and they both stunk out loud. Well, the right people weren't behind them. You get the right mm. people behind them. Guy can do anything. Guy can do anything. Yeah, I tell you, but he can't make an NES game. That's one of the worst <laughs> NES games I've ever played in my life. True. Yep. All right, Ryan. Thank you very much. If you have any uh, video game questions, you can uh, tweet at Davy at R Von D. You got a question for you though, right? Y'all ready for bisk? Topic of the day. That's not or a question. Should I say topics of the day? You and I'm glad you question. asked. You didn't ask me a question. Topic du jour. You just said topic du jour. You usually said, "Are you ready for the topic?" You just Barbarian. said topic du jour. Is question. Barbarian <laughs> is the first film we're going to review. This Dollar was sign in, emoji. <laughs> this was in theaters <coughs> earlier this year, and it got a recent release on HBO Max just in time for Dorktober and the spooky season. It is one hour and 42 minutes in length on Roddy T's 92% by the critics, 70% by the audience. And we begin as we always do with our movie and TV reviews, spoiler free, Ryan. Barbarian, did you like it? Richard, I am going to tell you something that you might not believe. Are you ready? Yes. This might not be one of my favorite horror movies of the year. This might be one of my favorite horror movies, period. I went into this knowing nothing about it. I knew it had to do with an Airbnb and there was like a tunnel underneath it. That's it. So I would say that that's the best way to go into this movie. If that's all you knew, and that's kind of all I knew. I watched the trailer once, but I watched it forever ago. Then I just heard it was good. And I just remember the Airbnb scene and the exchange between the woman who who showed up and there's Bill Skarsgård. And then he's like, oh, I'm here. And she's like, well, what the fuck? And then it's raining and then whatever. That's all I kind of knew. I heard it was good. But then you're also thinking, well, the name of the movie is Barbarian. So something fucking crazy probably has to happen. I'm with you. And I have to agree. I loved it. I, it's it's to me clearly the best horror movie of this year. Clearly, 
it's without question. And I've seen a bunch. Like I, I posted a list a while ago. I've seen, I've seen a lot. I've seen my fair share this month too. And this this fucking blew it away. Do you want to you want to sit? Make, you're sitting down, obviously, right? I'm obviously. sitting down. I there's a couple of key movies I haven't seen yet, and I'll see them before we do our end of the year. Like, um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I know is awesome. I haven't seen yes, it yet. That was a great movie. I've seen I think 40, <coughs> between forty and fifty films that have come out in 2022. This is the second best movie I've seen. This movie's, I dare I say, yeah. fucking laser beams. This movie, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty damn good. I would I would have to uh, agree with you on that. And I think, like you said, going into it with what you did, that's why it's spoiler free. Let's not go crazy on it, just because I want people to have that same kind of thought on it. But ah, laser beam, it's better than fireballs, you pussy. Wow. The story of this movie, Ryan, again, let's just kind of leave it pretty brief. But again, it's it, it kind of hits some of the, the horror movie uh, classics. But again, there it goes in and it's it's a lot of different things. So let's just kind of let's push that to the side. Um, the acting for this movie, I think, was good. And the casting was great. Mm-hmm. Um, was it scary? Yes. I agree. And you know what? I think it was also really tense. Like it was, well, it was, yeah. I mean, there's the buildup and the suspense in this movie was fucking awesome. And I tell you what, like setting a movie in current, uh, we saw this with don't breathe, like setting a movie in current day, Detroit, that parts of Detroit, like you, it blows my mind that in the center of this country, there is a major city, which still is still is operational where the outskirts of it are fucking ghost towns. Yeah. Like that to wow. me, That's like scary. just, and, and I think it's, it's the perfect storm for production because not only is that fucking terrifying that like, there's this one house in the middle of this neighborhood. That's just completely bombed out. But like, think of filming there must be fucking dirt cheap. Mm, oh yeah. That might be. I w- yeah. Did they film it there? They must've, right? They must've. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was pretty great. So I got it as the uh, the horror movie of the year. It's probably going to be in the mix for film of the year when we do the Dorkies in just a couple of short months. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, it was definitely more suspenseful than a lot of the horror movies I've seen to this point. Uh, but then even just with that, it's scary. It, it passes the can I watch this alone at night in the dark test where you'd be like, yeah, you can. But like, <laughs> like yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah probably not. Maybe not, the best, maybe not the best idea. Maybe not the, mm-hmm. maybe not the best idea. And like unique enough, right? Like there's certain tropes that it has. And we can we can like really unpack this in a minute in the spoiler part of it. But I thought it was like certain things that are classic horror movie or classic like suspenseful thriller that maybe you've seen before but then enough stuff that was new and like mm-hmm. its own its own thing uh what is your dork score for barbarian five and a half um, i'm saying dual dual five and a half five fives fifty fives uh anything else non-spoiler no i mean if you're looking for a good horror movie this year i mean yeah. this is the movie you you have to see um mm-hmm. again i haven't seen terrifier 2 yet it's been in the theater i don't know if i want to do that but uh, that's on the horizon like i'm definitely going to see that movie and i think they said it's coming out for like one of those horror only streaming services today 
Oh, like Shutter, probably something like that. It's one of those two, but it's like I looked it up. I forget which one it is, but it's like four ninety nine for the month. All right, so I might just pay four ninety nine and just watch it and then cancel it. Yeah, so I haven't watched Terrifier two. I haven't watched Smile, which people say is pretty good. Yes, I heard that was good too, but I, I can't weird. imagine. Yeah, like something that was written like this. Yeah. No, I think like the other best horror movies, and we talked about it the other week, but we should probably include it here in this uh, Halloween episode. But like the Black Phone, Scream, uh, X. Oh, I haven't seen Pearl. Pearl, I got to see the prequel. Pearl, I have to see too. Yeah. Like, yeah, Black Phone was great. And that's, I think, streaming on Peacock. So Barbarian, as we said, is streaming on HBO Max if you haven't seen it yet. So jump in on that. Um, but yeah, Bill Skarsgård is in it. Justin Long is in it. And really, all you need to know is a woman uh, shows up to a house in Detroit, Airbnb, at night. She knocks on the door. and or, or no, she's trying to get the key. The key's gone. Then she knocks on the door. Bill Skarsgård shows up. And he's like, what? And then they both claim that they booked the same Airbnb. And then from there, a movie. High jinx ensues. High jinx ensues. And there's a lot of fun. Uh, did you see somebody posted a thing of uh, Madison from She-Hulk? And he, she's, they're like, here's what I thought of Barbarian. It's like, first it was scary. Then it was fun. Then it was spooky. And then it was fun. And then whatever. And then, <laughs> and like, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Five and a half. Five and a half. Let's get to spoilers. Last week, I saw a film. As I recall, it was a horror film. Spoilers! 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 Here come the spoilers! So this is one of the great parts of the movie is that Bill Skarsgård uh, plays Keith, who is a man who is uh, apparently double-booked this Airbnb in Detroit. And Bill Skarsgård, as we know, always plays creepy slash bad guys sure does all, all the time he's got crazy eyes yeah he's got a, he's got lunatic eyes he's not quite as unsettling looking as i kind of thought in the past like watching him in a role in this one like where he's just completely like wearing normal clothes the normal but that was the thing that was like i feel like this was yeah. a perfect cast because 100%. he's Everyone knows him as Pennywise. Everyone knows him as like this like fucked up character. And you're just yeah. waiting for that shoe to drop. And then it never happens. No, it was so good. And one of my favorite parts in the movie and like looking back on the movie is so the the character of Tess shows up at the house. They have a thing. She's like checking her phone. He's checking his phone. Like, no, no, no. We both did. And she's like, yeah, it's legit. It's raining outside and it's at nighttime. So he lets her in and you're like, oh, fuck this motherfucker setting her up. He's setting her up and he's like super nice and this this was so well done where he offers her like tea and right. she doesn't drink it doesn't drink it yeah. which is super important because as an audience member you say don't fucking trust this guy right and she doesn't and so it immediately tells you that she's smart and then mm -hmm. it makes you side with her even more because like a classic horror thing would have been for her just to be like oh whatever and then it's just like it's a mess but she goes in there, and so the character you're rooting for the most, or the way they, they kind of have it, is already intelligent. So you're like, she's not going to make the dumb mistake. Like, she purposely, he offered her wine. She's like, no, I'm not going to get drunk with this guy. Right. He offers her tea, and he even makes a point where he's like, I noticed you didn't drink your tea. He's like, I didn't get it. Like, you mm -hmm. you know, you're not, you're not going to drink something from a stranger. That you then, didn't see me make. Like, um, right, yeah. you used to make. And, <laughs> and then so she eventually does drink the wine, but, like, he's like, 
but then he's trying to win her over and he's like well i know she didn't drink the tea i'm not going to open the wine like without you watching me open the wine mm-hmm. but then i'm still thinking because it's bill skarsgård I'm like he somehow already poisoned the bottled wine. Like that's or like, what I put was... like a syringe through the through the cork and Correct. like sprayed some shit in there. Like you could do it, but you could. But that's I'm what still I was waiting. I'm still waiting for him to be the bad guy, and that just yeah. never happened. That's why it was so good, and that's why it was so tense early on because it's it's pouring rain. They're in this little house, and you're like, dude, I don't trust this guy. And you're like, but but that would be so obvious. And so they end up going the other way. But also they made him. She was on. She was um going on like a job interview for some like obscure like documentary researcher for a documentary yeah and he claimed to know all about the last movie she did which made it seem even more fishy you're like there's no way this dude knows all about Mm -hmm. this and so they have they like they hit it off they have they have a great time and it's one of the overarching things of this and my i talked with rye my wife about this and what's what's fascinating about this is like who you trust and like yeah. who who you so like you have this guy who's like being real and it's fucked up because it's like he's being really nice, mm-hmm. but you're waiting for him to fucking be an asshole. Whereas yeah. Justin Long's character, he seems really nice. He seems like he's just misunderstood, and this was a big misunderstanding. Turns out he's a fucking asshole. Right. So that's the other, that's the flip side of this thing. Is so you have Bill Skarsgård, yeah, who uh always plays the creepy guy and then he comes across as actually generally a really nice guy he just he there is was. a really good person who's trying to help and then justin long who's in a lot of comedies and usually plays like a nice Super guy likable yeah he's a fucking terrible piece of shit guy terrible yeah. piece of shit guy you know what's funny is so the guy who wrote and directed this movie he was in remember the whitest kids you know that like sketch comedy group mm-hmm he was like one of those three guys that was yeah that was and he, he hasn't really done anything else no 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 no. he's he, like he did that and he like acts in a bunch of stuff he's he's directed like one other thing or maybe two other things i, saw, I looked it up it was like a short or something it, or like he's done a couple episodes yeah. of like tv shows that you've seen but that's it and it was funny i uh he was I read something somewhere where he was talking about he read this uh, nonfiction book. It was called the The Gift of Fear, and it was talking about where like um, women need to like trust their intuition and, and not ignore red flags, right? So it was like this whole thing about how like women interacting with men on a daily basis and how sometimes there's going to be certain things that they do that you're just like fuck that and like trust that right yeah. so i think it started out where like this whole <coughs> misunderstanding about the airbnb or the double booking of the airbnb like that's sort of how it started but there wasn't really much to it and then i think he just started going down this other road and then yeah. it created the rest of the movie so what would your play be so your test in this movie yeah. what would your play be um i would get in the car and leave where would you go I don't know, but I would I would not stay there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't think so. And again, living uh, thirty eight years as a man, it's completely different. As as a yeah. woman, I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what you do or like what your backup plan is. Because the other thing is, there's a cool scene where, uh, the when morning hits, you don't realize just how awful the area is. Well, she, she goes has, outside and she sees it because it's dark when she gets there, so you can't really see anything. You can't see anything. It's just raining, yeah. and you're like, oh, that house looks fine it's like it's whatever right she goes in there all you see mm-hmm. is the front porch and you see like then they get inside and they're talking you're like whatever that's like a house and then you get outside and everything is like 
just like bombed a mess like nobody either nobody's living there there's like the walls are all destroyed there's like graffiti everywhere and you're like oh my god and like there's the other scene where she goes and talks to somebody and she says where she's staying and the lady's like you can't stay there like so they, here's what pissed me off though there were a couple things that kind of pissed me off it's like if i'm that lady right the lady who's like she was interviewing her for the job yeah i would be like you're coming to stay with me leave your shit there we'll go get it tomorrow yeah yeah but like you come i have everything you need like come please come stay with me like i'm not comfortable yeah you going there by yourself no it's so it's it's so bad that's what i would have said you know and, and i would have not taken no for an answer but had i had to stay there like i my move would have been like stay in the house take the bedroom lock the door because remember that they drink wine and then she doesn't lock the door mm. so i would have locked the door but not slept and then just then the door is opening up and then then there's actually the scene where she wakes him up and then he's like what are you doing like that whole scene yeah you're he's having like, you scared me like you scared the shit out of me but he's having like a night terror right and she goes and wakes him up and then there's a whole scary scene which you don't do by the way you don't do that. you don't wake up somebody during a night terror yeah but now sort of jumping ahead but because we're talking about this the doors opening and closing and then there's there's a, a, a talk from one of the people they meet out on the street is that what's living under the stairs comes out at night yes but here's my question if she came out at night wouldn't it wouldn't she have stopped and done something to one of the two people in there or do you think that wasn't her or do you think that like how do why do were those doors opening and closing i have a theory go ahead so we're into spoilers so yeah. there's this like this throwaway line that that guy says when he's like he's she's talking about this is woman and blah, blah 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 and he says to her that's not the worst that's not even the worst thing down there to me and he says to her that the guy the mm -hmm. old guy who's the, the serial killer who's been taping and having babies and then having babies with the babies and like this has been going on for years fucked up right that's like the most, most fucked up thing of most so up. my theory is that there's tunnels all in that neighborhood mm. like every one of those houses so like she could go the other way and pop up in another house so she doesn't also necessarily come out of that house oh yeah there's like a series of tunnels like underneath because well, remember what you, the what guy in like the fifth the 60s or 70s was like every this move neighborhood's going to shit everyone's moving out and he's like i'm not i'm not leaving so he said like yeah. so that's when everyone moved out that's when he started building doing his building building underneath yeah no that's definitely true but when that guy said that line and this this would set up potential sequels or that's what i'm saying so there's other fucking things down there now, do you think the other, like, the, when that guy's like, there's something more that you should be more worried about, do you think that person is, like, intelligent? Or do you think it's, like, an inbred fucking psycho king? It could be a mix of both. Because what we see downstairs is an old version of the dude that we also get introduced to in a flashback. Which we don't, he don't, never got his name. Well, they got his name, but, like. Yeah, whatever whatever it is. And then if that's one, his real name. Yeah. one of his like offspring offspring we only see right we only see two people yep. underneath well people in quotes underneath but this is why i fuck it another reason why i love the movie is it goes from uh oh and by the way did you see that uh the character the the female character her name is tess and yes. then the actress that plays her is georgina shut up her, her real name is georgina so your youngest daughter and my youngest daughter 
both in the same character. That's actress. fucked. I did not know that. That's fucked that up. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, wait, what's your name? Georgina Campbell plays Tess Marshall. That's fucked up. Amazing. I'm like, I haven't seen many Georginas. Like, one of the reasons why we like the name is like, it's not like super popular, but right. And the anyway, name, my daughter is just Tess. Like a lot, it's like Teresa or Therese or like whatever. It's just Tess. Name with this, yeah, yeah. What are the chances? What are the chances? Both, both of our moms are named Judy, and both of our daughters are uh, played out in this film. But <coughs> we basically have like sort of like three different things, right? So you have the you have uh, Tess and Keith meeting Airbnb thing. Mm-hmm. And then it jumps to Justin Long. Uh, his character's name is AJ, AJ. and he's a yeah. fucking prick of a guy. And it, oh, great scene opened up to him, like him singing in the car, and then him on the phone, and then him finding out what's going on with him. And there's mm-hmm. going to be some stuff coming his way, and he's losing his mind about it because he's in some sort of TV show or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, you get like this flashback to the '80s. I think it's the '80s, right? I think it's '70s or '80s, yeah. But here's yeah. the thing: like the thing about like the Justin Long thing. You start to almost feel bad for him because you, in your mind, you think that like, oh, this is a misunderstanding. He keeps saying like, what is she going to say? Like, what did I do? Like, what did I do? He knows exactly what he fucking did. But like, you feel bad because like, you're like, the police are coming for you. His wealth management guy's like, you're going to, I'm going to give you all your files back. Like, I'm not working with you anymore. His agent is like, we're not working with you anymore. So like, you feel like this guy's life is falling apart and you almost feel bad for him. Yeah, they do. They spin it that way for a bit. And it's Justin Long, like we said. Right. It, it's him, normally likable. And then it's this whole thing. And all you're hearing is his side of the story. And then it cuts to the flashback of him at the bar with one of his friends. And his friend's like, dude, what the fuck happened? And then he, the way he starts talking about it, you're like, oh, no, no, no. Not dude, I'm an assert, I'm an assertive guy. Like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Listen, oh, I'm persuasive. Fuck. Like, I'm pretty persuasive. And like, she wasn't into it at first, but I'm like, nope. Nope. She definitely knew it after. And then he fucking called her yep. and apologized. It's like, why are you apologizing? We didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it was, you know, like it was a mess. And then yep. so yeah, so it's so it's those three things. And yeah, it's the 1980s. Cause I think there's like a commercial for like, or there's like a sign for like I forget what it was. Was it Reagan or Bush? Like they they, they mentioned like a oh, okay. something from the 80s. I forget. But anyway, it's him and it's his his thing. But like the town's nicer, or like that area is nicer. But it's him going to the same house, and you hear like women screaming in the basement, and he's got yep. his groceries or whatever, and he's just walking down there and say it's fucked. But then Shit's it jumps fucked, just fucked. But then when you go down to the basement, so first of all, the basement's scary enough on its own. Like that's yep. also super tense. And you open, you pull a string, and the door opens. And, and she the, even says, and Tess even says, like when she does it, she goes, she looks in there and goes, "Nope," and just goes like on the stairs, like. Players. Yeah, the movie actually had a few funny, lo- like there's a few laughs in this, and that was one of yeah. them. Like, mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, and then <laughs> but then you're going in there, but then and then there's like the room with a video camera and a bucket, like a bucket is so gross because like all it is though is your imagination running wild. That's why there's a bed, right. a bucket, and a camera. Well, that's why she she starts explaining it to Keith, and he's like, "Okay, so there's a, it's a fucking basement. So there's a bed, mm-hmm. a bucket, and a camera. Like, okay, it's a basement. Yeah, like, but I, if I'm Keith, I'm like, what did you say? And she's like, it's mm-hmm. like a rusty bed, like a bucket. And I was like, all right, we're getting the fuck out of here. Let's go. Yeah, they they're like, like okay. take, but that, but that's the thing. Like, check it out. And the, the overarch, like, he didn't believe, like, you don't believe women, like, you don't believe women. Yeah, like, and, I, and I don't, I don't mean to like get allegorical with it but like that's exactly what happened is like she's explaining to you and the same thing when the cops show up like she's explaining to the cops, oh, the cops. What's going on, cops and they're like 
they're like, okay, lady. You know what I mean? So the, the whole thing of like not believing women. And I think that it comes wasn't from that book he was talking about. It wasn't just the women part, which I do agree with you on. But when, when she went to the cops, she had also been through shit already. Right. And so they looked at her and they thought she was like a crackhead. Right. And they and told so her to like, sleep it off. Right. So like, we're not going to believe you because like this is what you look like. But if she looked like the way she looked the night before, then maybe, maybe they take her a little bit more seriously. Mm -hmm. But that's but but even then, even when she's like telling Bill Skarsgård, come check out what's down here, aren't you thinking Bill Skarsgård's part of this? He's part of this because he comes back and he's like, Something bit me. And you're like, okay. You're like, all right. Like, buddy, okay, Bill Skarsgård. That's gonna be in and on it. And then does he woo, good turns death? Out, turns out right, he was not in on it. <laughs> he was not in on it, and he got his head demolished for it. Uh, now there was a creature <laughs> underneath there that was, sure was. Uh, pretty insistent on the breastfeeding. Yeah, pretty insistent on it. She was that was like that a. It was reminiscent of a female unclothed sloth from the yeah. Goonies. Well, it's funny. Uh, I was talking to Wiggy about this. Wiggy also loves horror movies. He didn't love this movie as much as we did, but he kind of thought it was. Um, He's like it's wrong turn but in a city <laughs> yeah i thought it was like almost like the hills have eyes like that well, yeah kind of thing. yeah same yeah. idea i'm like well, i like those movies too so i'm like what do you want? yeah <laughs> what do you want no, i like that movie yeah I thought those were great but how fucked is it in um like they set up like a universe too where and then when they're like they go down there and they stumble upon the old dude laying in the bed and they look mm -hmm. at all the cassette tapes and you're like yeah Ugh, and they're all labeled and there's like dozens of them there's like, and so this is where world building here because yeah, some of those are. people in their offspring could still be down there. Yeah, that's a good point though. And then there's the dude that lives around there, right? Which is the one that told him like this is the least of your concern. Oh, the other kind not of not anymore. No, which yeah. was actually <laughs> kind of funny when he was like, "Nah, like she can't come in here." And then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> immediately <laughs> breaks in and fucking smashes them. Yeah, but I was like, ah oh, man, that was that was just so good. Um trying to think what else uh just watching the they call her the mother so like watching her like crawl through like the tunnel and they, okay. they're holding up the flashlight and i i knew too when justin long's girl now was aj gets the gun yeah i'm like she goes back in the house she goes he's gonna fucking shoot her oh like, he's gonna fucking shoot her. i thought he was gonna kill her I was the way they did it they didn't even like pan to him i think it was just so brilliantly shot yeah, there's such there's there, the cinematography in this, and I hate to go movie nerd on it. It's so good. Like you see them like going into the stair, and they don't they disappear, mm -hmm. and like you see the flashlight from his phone, and he doesn't even say anything to her, and you just hear the pop of the gun. Yeah, like, I, was, I thought that was that was awesome. Yeah, because it would have been it would have been actually predictable if he just killed her. So I'm glad, like they, so they went through with him shooting her because you're right. You knew he was gonna do that. You knew he was gonna panic, and then it, then they doubled down on what a fucking asshole he is when he yes. throws her off of that tower. And she goes, and then mo the mother goes sp all Spider Man, fucking Spider. Everybody gets one. Yep. <laughs> what if she said that to her? Everybody gets one. But yeah, so she says, like, <laughs> "A good. That's a pretty good." I, I've been working on it. But not a bad mother. <laughs> but what a shit heel though justin long guy is like holy smokes is he a bad prick yeah um yeah no that was that was definitely so yeah so he shoots her and then but the other thing too is like you see her so that you don't know what happened to Tess for like a little bit 
Mm-hmm. And then when she pops up, she's like trying to save Justin Long and he's like freaking out and screaming. And she's like, dude, shut up. And you're almost like when you as soon as you see her, you're like, she knows what's down there. Mm-hmm. And she's she's probably gonna have a plan and she's probably gonna get you out of here. And yep. he's just such a fucking lunatic about the whole thing and like won't just do drink the you, bottle. Do drink the bottle. Just drink the bottle. Point, yeah. At that point, you just gotta drink the bottle. What's not gonna kill you? Was she gonna poison you like when you're down there? Who gives a shit? But so she ends up surviving the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She ends up surviving. Now it was a, now. She, she got wrecked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, so and the so the old guy killed himself too. The old guy fucking shot himself, right? Well, I think it was one of those things like, all right, someone finally found me. Like, yeah, this is means it. if you got this far, it means you're probably gonna get out of here. So yeah. And so yeah. what was the deal? They ever really explain? So oh, so basically too like. Justin Long owns that property. Yes. And so the double booking might have actually just been an honest mistake, right? Like that wasn't it, like a So I think it was because he went through like an eight like a booking agency and they did it through two different one did it through yeah. I forget. One was yeah. like whatever. Airbnb and the other one was through like HomeAway or something like that. Yeah. So they did like two different services, which ha- that does happen. But like the people in the basement have nothing to do with that right like they nope. they're just going to go out and kill people who they can kill and, and bang people they can bang and whatever like they're not all of, they're not about that like that has nothing to do with them but they also talk about like he it, like it's ty webb and caddyshack when they're like well you have these properties in detroit and he's like well i don't really he didn't really know where they were or what yeah, they right, were. right 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 he just kind of bought them yeah, so that's how that could happen. Yeah, so they explain that away as to, like, yeah. how could these people be down there for so long? It's like, well, they he could. Just bought, yeah, he just bought the house. The house was for sale. He bought it. He never went there. Yeah, and he when he went in and he saw, like, the luggage, he's like, what the fuck is this? Well, yeah. that's when they have, like, the, he's like, <laughs> I love the him yelling at the customer service lady because she's like, well, no one booked it after, so we'd only do the cleaning service if someone books it. And he's like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Yeah. yeah he's like we only do the cleaning service if someone's coming in not when people leave he's like well that's fucked up <laughs> yeah. like you don't clean it when people leave and she's like bye and she's like hang, hangs up on him yeah 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 like that's exactly how i would react to that yeah 100 percent. yeah uh any leftover questions you have from the film just what else is down there man i gotta know yeah. i gotta yeah. know i gotta know if tess who is now in on this if she's like in her mind since she's Here's where I see this going. I'm going to pitch this movie. Dave Stradamus. Here we go. Ready? I've been thinking about this movie since Saturday. All right. So um, Tess is now in, she's in the documentary filmmaking world. She's going to be okay. I think Tess is going to be okay. But she's like, okay, well, whatever's down there is gone now. So I need to figure out what is happening down there. And we're going to have like documentary style. She's going in there with like a team. Oh, this is a great. Yes, the fact that she's in a documentary is that like I didn't even put that together. You're right. That's could that could lead to her trying like, to what else is down there. there. Yep. Or like let's how try to figure out how it. this happened. And then they it's like a fucking labyrinth down there. And like the victims, like that's yep. the whole thing. Like the number uh-huh. of victims they had. Oh, speaking of the labyrinth, <laughs> good point by uh Wes in the chat. This cracked me up too. Justin Long's reaction to there being a, like a hidden basement wasn't like freaked out like you would be watching a horror movie right. it was him as a landlord being like oh look at all this extra footage and he's got the tape measure and he's down there just like running through like that was actually pretty and funny. i said i said out loud to rise we're watching this i'm like before he even brought up the law i looked at her and i said i don't think it counts for actual square footage but it counts for like 
it doesn't count for square feet, but it counts for like actual footage, meaning like square feet only yeah. applies to livable space. It doesn't apply to like attics and ba- and then he went into the whole thing where it doesn't count. Attics and basements don't count. And then he Googled it and he's like, yeah. oh, that sucks. And he's like, oh, actually, but it's, but it's still some added it's value. The, the total, yeah, it's like the total yeah. footage that's rather than funny. the, yeah. Yeah, so, that's so funny. You want a Barbarian 2? Hell, don't, you don't? I No, I definitely who, who do. Doesn't, who in their right mind doesn't want a Barbarian 2? My guess is that we will get a Barbarian 2 because as of last check, it has made $43 million at the box office. And guess how much it costs to make? Five. Yep. Four and a half. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how We're you get sequels. If you yep. make that much money. Um, and I'll tell you what. And that was just people watching the trailer and going to see it. Now that they had the full release on HBO Max, I think if this movie is going to jump. Like, so many people have seen it now over the last month that and so many people listen to this very podcast that it's going to get a second movie. And I love that this that word of mouth little movie, little horror movies like this still exist. You know, I love it. Yeah. And you see what we're going to talk about next. Shit, I don't even know if we have time. We're going to have to breeze oh. through this, but Yeah, we have to we have to shoehorn we have to shoehorn it here, but let's yeah. uh so we're done with we're we're done with uh Barbarian, but again, let us know what you guys thought. Davey and I both gave it a five and a half and absolutely loved it. Let's rip through this one because we did touch on it a little bit before, but let's rip through this one. Last week I saw a film as I recall it was a horror film. So this movie came out five years ago, Terrifier, 2017. Mm-hmm. Terrifier 2 just came out, but neither D- Davey nor I have seen it yet. Although friend of the podcast, Chris Jericho, is in it, which is just another reason to see it. But Terrifier <laughs> 1 is currently streaming free on Tubi. How about this? One hour and 22 minutes. Just uh, This is w- with Barbarian 2? Yeah. Not a fucking wasted minute in either no. one of these movies. Nope. Barbarian, there's no, there's no unnecessary time. Like everything is going towards something. There's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrifier, unlike Barbarian on Roddy T's, 56 critics, 55 audience. And honestly, I think it's just acting and story. Yep. Like the, the acting in this movie is like, I've said it before. It's one rung on the ladder above porno. Barely, a, barely above porno. You're right. Yeah. But let me ask it's you this brutal. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. And, and, and like as Barbarian is everything you want in a, like a, like an actual thriller horror movie. Right. Yeah, Terrifier is what a slasher movie, like a gross-out slasher movie, like good. The B movie is back, my man. Yes, I think it. I think it might be. I don't love the phrase, but torture porn gets tossed around there a lot yeah. for like hostels and saws. So right away, you're gonna kind of like alienate some of the audience, or there's gonna be a group of people that just straight up don't want to see it. So if you're one of those people, like it's not for you. But if that doesn't completely gross you out or you're okay with it, then Terrifier is a sneaky hit. Now, I'm curious because I saw this at one time. This was on Netflix. And when you would scroll through like horror movies, you'd see the crazy clown face. And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's a movie I've never heard of. It's on Netflix, which obviously there's been some real dumps on Netflix. Right. And I don't particularly like clowns. I watched the trailer. Like, there's no one in this that I recognize. None of it. it like, I even in the trailer, the acting is horrible. Yeah. Like this, the the clown, the mime clown suit looks fucking stupid. Like, I'm not gonna watch this movie. Not gonna watch it. And I yeah. find myself, and I might not get a lot of street cred for this, but I 
my horror movies are kind of like my uh, heavy metal music where I am a little bit more mainstream than not like the stuff that's like slipknot system of a down scream halloween like this is this is my territory i love that stuff yep the stuff that's like like nobody's ever heard of that's like harder like i don't know dude i'm not gonna take the time to find it or like you know what i mean yeah and the same with like some of the like i understand there's good b movies out there but i'm like i don't know dude like i'll watch the mainstream stuff if one crosses my radar (laughs) i'm not opposed to it but like I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know every like deep cut slasher movie. I know that I know all of the mainstream slashers. The other yeah. ones, like if they come across my uh, my desk, I'll, I'll watch it. So this one I wasn't sure about. And it was actually friend of the show, Jason Rossi, who was like, Terrifier's great. And there's the second one that's coming out that's getting really good reviews. And I was like, hmm, okay. And then I saw that. Then you said you saw it. And I'm like, well, it's on Tubi. You know me. I'm a shell for Tubi. So like and I and again I had only decided to watch it because I had started seeing the news and looking at Roddy T's about Terrifier 2 and what people yeah. were saying about it people passing out people fainting in the theater throwing up I'm like Lots. okay yeah. let's see what this is all about so that's when I decided to pull the trigger and watch it on Tubi yeah. and it was I was at home by myself one night I'm like I'll fucking watch this how would you describe the film to someone who hasn't seen it? It is it is just a gross out slasher movie. It is yeah. an old school like B movie, like gross out B movie. And that's that's ex- it pulls no punches. It yeah. knows exact it knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, it does. it does. You know what I'm saying? It does. It's a bit of a cosmic gum. It's no it, there is no cosmic gumbo. It is just one thing and one thing only. And that is like rip your face off slasher movie. It uh I With, figure that you I'm gonna jump ahead here because you asked this question here. Uh the clown art the clown yeah not a horror icon yet man i i'm with you and i think i think goo might ask this a while ago on mac and goo when he was talking about how like the uh what would you call it like the horror villains that are like uh you know michael myers jason Voorhees, freddy krueger like i don't even know what you call that is it like like slashers no, but it's like the mascot villain or like whatever you would yeah, like yeah, the yeah. term is. I forget what but he here's said. The, <coughs> here's the here's the thing that I think sets Art the Clown apart. So if you think of like these silent slashers like Michael Myers or you think of Jason or whatever, Freddie's very quippy. Yeah. Freddie's supposed to be very funny, but these slashers that ghost face like don't talk. Yeah. Right? The thing that fucking sets Art the Clown apart is you see his face move. Yes. Like his face is very expressive, but he doesn't make any noise. And that's oh. wildly unsettling. Way more. It, it is. And that's why I think he, I don't know if you'll ever touch like the big three or even the big four, if you want to include like Leatherface, but you're right. Michael Myers, first of all. Even Leatherface. Leatherface doesn't talk either. Leatherface doesn't talk. Jason doesn't talk. Michael doesn't talk. And Ghostface doesn't and scream until he or she takes the mask off and then it's like a whole thing and that's more right. of a on it anyway but you're right like the mask can only do so much when it like turns its face or whatever yeah whereas art the clown you see his whole face and yet still you don't hear a peep out of him and that's right. terrifying and like and he, he like makes faces and he's like smiling he, and like he's opens his teeth are all bloodstained and like he's, all got that really shit scary, and, he's got a really scary face it's almost like captain spaulding from uh devil's rejects and house of a thousand corpses yeah. but he's always talking like he's got a lot to say but like i i don't like clowns anyway but i think art the clown has a real chance to 
like if we were just doing a list of like horror villains especially if you want to like you know i don't know what you'd call them cartoonish villains or whatever he's up there like he's sneaky sneaky up there what would your dork score be for this movie this one in particular i'm going to give this a four i was thinking yeah we yeah we have been real, look at us We're, we are on the same wavelength right now i was I mean, thinking the same this, thing because yeah. it's good and again i i would put it on par with like hostile or like one of the soft, later saws i'd say yeah. soft four five and six maybe mm-hmm. somewhere somewhere in there um but worth seeing. Now, you had also mentioned when we had talked about it in a, pre- a previous episode. Oh, yes. One certain death. One certain death. This thing, you think like, all right, like he's going to do something gross and you're not going to see it and whatever. So what he does is basically in one of those torture racks where he has this young lady, this a, a very attractive young lady, might I yeah. add. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those where, where they're tied up, like hands and feet are tied up like like splayed out we'll call it like star fishing yeah which is upside down right so her legs are split up top up up top head and down you think like okay here we go and then off come the underpants yep right and then meanwhile her friend is watching all of this Wolf. happen and I've he just he's a handsaw handsaw with a hacksaw and just goes right down the middle right start to stop Right. Like Throw start it. to stop in the place where there was already an opening for him to get started. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that, but like honestly, like as gross as that is, and as fucked up as it is, like. But then he starts of, pulling out the intestines, and she goes right through her face, which is yeah. the which is the craziest thing. And apparently, Terrifier Two is even crazier. I was talking right? about waking about it. Wait, wait, I was reading something today. Already. He's like, the director cut something out. Yeah, it's wild because he said it was too much, and it involved involved the, the penis. Oh boy. But this is what you need though. Like honestly, like, if you're going to make this kind of movie, you need to have at least one super memorable death. And was I right when I said you'll know it when you see it? You were like, "Yep, there it is." Oh, and I knew it. Yeah. Oh, and I knew it. Um yeah, that was that was pretty wild. But I think the big takeaway is is Art the Clown, that one kill just trying to get a villain to be as memorable as some of the classic villains. They might have they might have actually hit it. And now that we're hearing all good things about the sequel, this could easily turn into like the next horror franchise. And so like get in on it now, go check it out on Tubi. And again, if you're into this, if you don't have the stomach, <laughs> it, skip it. Skip What's it. the director's name? It's like Leon Leone or something like that. Uh, Yeah. What did he, what else did he do? Did he do anything else? No, but I, I have a bit, cause I know he's listening. So I have, I have a bit of advice for him. So his name is Damien Leon or Damien yeah. Leone. Yeah, so he also did a anthology. He, he directed this part of an anthology, and it was called All Hallows Eve, yes. which was the debut of Art the Clown. And then he did Terrifier. And then uh, he did something called Frankenstein versus the Mummy. So here's my so for for Damien Leone. Yeah, since you're listening right now, yes, somebody in some movie studio is going to offer you million tens of millions maybe tens of millions of dollars to make terrifier three look that person that studio executive in the eye and say i don't need it Mm -hmm. just give me give me a million dollars i don't need a 50 60 million dollar budget i don't want it i don't know what to do with it just give me a million dollars and let me do my thing last check is exactly what i would say terrifier two last check uh, had a budget of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, 
and has already made just under eight million. Right. So again, both Barbarian and Terrifier are uh, are making their money for sure. But like, if you're uh, that guy, be like, just let me. I would rather you pay pay me less and just <laughs> let me do what I want to do. Yes, people will see it. Guess what? Uh, guess how much Terrifier one cost to make? I mean, I mean, how much does how much does a you know a decent camera and like a memory card cost because it was it, it didn't it sounded like shit it was lit like shit like it the whole thing looked like this, shit. this also and well and the acting right you have to pay right. for the acting yeah but like you could have got i mean shit you could the two guys, the two guys running the pizza place those are probably the guys who run that pizza place how much do you think how much do you think it costs i have the number Eighty thousand. Thirty-five thousand. jesus christ amazing well done so there you go all right that'll do it for us any other thoughts on terrifier no, I mean, if if you love this shit, if you're a horror person and you love like Fangoria magazine or like famous monsters and like all that shit, watch yeah, this movie. You, chances are, you probably already have. If you oh, love yeah, this yeah, shit, yeah. you probably already seen it. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jason in the chat says uh, All Hallows Eve is on Tubi as well. It's a different actor that plays Art the Clown, but still cool for a little Not bit. interested then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that guy who plays, I think the guy who plays Art the Clown, David Howard Thornton, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's, he is really, really good. Yeah. yeah, there's there's no doubt. So yeah, I got and I think he was on Jericho's podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but I think he was on Jericho's podcast not that long ago. So I gotta check that out. Um, that'll do it for us. Obviously, we spent more time on uh Barbarian, but it's one of me and Davy's favorite movies of the year. So that is uh that is why. Let us know what you think of either one of these movies, or uh I know Dorktober has come to a close, but what other horror movies this year have we not discussed, have we not seen? that we need to see because i want to make sure um i see him before the end of the year as for next week davy do we do black adam do we finally get around to black adam we could also do tales of the jedi maybe we can discuss this off the air as well but those are two candidates that i have well let's put it to a vote i say we put it to a vote all right we will let the people let the people decide we will do an old-fashioned twitter poll black adam or tales of the jedi because then I know we have uh, Black Panther 2 coming out soon. Which I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. We'll definitely I'm so it. excited to see that. Same. And then we'll definitely do an Andor episode. So those are two that I know that are that are coming out. But that'll do it for us. At Dork Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, and Davey, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? Wait, do we do Pick of the Pod? Uh, no, no time this week. Well, well, let me let me get one in pick of the pot, and then I'll tell you whether or not I give a shit. Okay. So we talked a lot about my physical appearance this week, and one of the things, if you're watching the YouTube right now, um, it is October 31st. So this is, again, I just want you to know, we're looking at my face right now. You notice that there is a mustache. There's a soup strainer here, which means we are kicking off Movember once again. And again, it would mean I've had this community, this little community that we've we've made. I cannot tell you the, the reason... I keep doing this is because, well, because I get to talk to one of my best friends in the world for an hour every week, which is not a lot of people get to do that. So I'm very thankful for oh. that. And the fact that like this, our little community is like so awesome and they're so good to me and they're so good to us that um, we're doing November again. I'll, I'll send out a link today and make sure that's all set up. If you have the ability to do so and you want to either get involved or you want to make a team or you want to raise some money or like donate some money, please um, I'll, I'll make that as easy for you as possible. And thank you in advance once again for everybody who is who continues to participate in that. And thank you very much. Yeah, very good. And we'll give you guys updates throughout uh, next month as we'll be back every Monday throughout November as well. 
So, uh, yeah, d- at R Von D on his Twitter, and then you get the mm-hmm. link and everything that you need to do there. And again, thank you very much for those who can. And finally, Ryan, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? What'd you say? I said you don't give a shit about anything, do you? Not really. Quit fucking with them.